Good evening, listeners, and welcome back to Starlight 262 on the Intergalactic Public Radio Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Cleo Vega, and you're listening to our nightly sex and relationship advice column, You've Got Questions, We've Got the Answers. And you can call in anytime at Temporospatial Coordinates 4300 Alpha Beta 11. That's 4300 Alpha Beta 11. Or send your transmissions in to the Starlight Broadcast Headquarters, Station 262.0. Whether it's confusion over psychic bonding with a partner or an exciting off-planet hookup, we've got you covered. Tonight, we're taking calls related to etiquette because we've got a very special guest in the studio. She's filling in for my usual co-host, Dr. Norgan LeVere, as Norgan's out at a xenobiology conference in Sector Kappa this week. But he'll be back soon, don't you worry. With me tonight is Cheery O. Punctilio, renowned etiquette expert and author of Modern Manners for the Cosmic Gentleman. Good evening, listeners, and good evening to you as well, Miss Vega. Cheery. May I call you Cheery? You may. Great. Well, Cheery, I'm looking forward to asking you a few questions about your remarkable career. But first, we've got to get through a few words from our sponsors. Want to make your mark on the interplanetary data space? Now's the perfect time with Space Square. Space Square makes it easy to create gorgeous, professional-grade data maps for your every need. Show off your latest project, reach out to potential employers, or document your vacation to Descendia Prime. It's all possible with Space Square's user-friendly interface and stylish map templates. Try it out now at spacesquare-87, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code STARLIGHT for 10% off. This show is also sponsored by Tangible, a subsidiary of Zboss Corp. Tangible provides high-quality dactobooks for those of us who just don't vibe with visual perception. Hey, Cheery, are any of your books on Tangible? I don't believe so. I should look into getting them on there as my second book, Basic Introductions for Sentience of All Shapes, has a significant chapter directed at beings for whom touch is their primary sense. Yeah, I can imagine shaking hands can be tough when you can't see where your partner's hand is. Yes, and when said partner does not have hands at all, and you do not have hands either, and when shaking hands is not a prominent greeting in either of your cultures. Understandable. Because you do not have hands. (laughs) Well... Look for Cheery's books on Tangible in the near future, and while you wait, check out the thousands of titles available right now. I've been filling up Yather and Sparak Minertal's latest novel, Moons Over Raskarik, and I recommend it to any reader out there looking for something to help pass the time. Cheery, have you read that one? No, I have not. My apologies for interrupting you. I was surprised to hear you speak of such material on air. Have you ever listened to the show, Cheery? I would greatly appreciate it if you were to finish the advertisement. Right. (laughs) Head to Tangible now for a free trial and find your new favorite book today. 
Z-Boss Corp, your life is ours. Well, Cheery, I'd love to know how you got your start in the etiquette world. What drew you towards the world of table settings and proper dress and all that? Firstly, I would like to clarify that while you and many other species consider proper etiquette an antiquated social norm designed for and by the upper echelons of society, it is not the case on my homeworld. We are raised from hatch to be as courteous to each other as we can and to take every effort in maintaining our graces. What you, Miss Vega, may have learned in a cotillion class... Oh, never took one. Clearly. But what you may have learned in a cotillion class, I learned every day, taught by those around me by example, and in school curriculae. Fascinating. So are your manners considered average at home? <laughs> oh, no. I was exemplary in all of my classes and frequently modeled behavior for both my peers and elders. In addition, my people have next to no decorum when confronted with alien species. They largely do not travel, and they frequently find cultural differences overwhelming and get very few visitors as intergalactic tourists are hesitant to travel to a planet whose greatest export is a single etiquette writer. <laughs> and are you a single etiquette writer? Hmm? Are you dating anyone? Oh, well, uh, that is... Hmm. I am single at this time, yes. Your question seemed forward, but I suppose this is a relationship advice show. Yes, it is. A call-in relationship advice show, actually. So let's get to those callers. Line one, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Cleo. Hi, hi, Cheery. I'm, uh, I'm first, this is Garst, calling from Hypno674B. And I'm just wondering, like, okay, so I'm going to dinner with my, at my girlfriend's house in a little bit, and... Her parents are going to be there, and I still haven't met them. Oh, how exciting. What's your question, hon? Well, I was just sort of wondering, like, how I make sure I make a first good first impression. I'm, I'm not sure what she told them about me, or if she told them anything at all. Because she doesn't really talk about them much when we're hanging out, but I know she spends a lot of time with them, so, like, she must have mentioned me, right? Of course. Yeah. I I really like this girl, and I want her parents to like me too, so we, what, what do I do? Well, it's clear you're already considering their needs and trying to impress them, which is a great sign. You must care about this girl a lot to put so much thought into meeting her parents. Good on you. <laughs> Thanks. Now, Fursus, I know you said that your girlfriend doesn't talk about her parents often, but what has she said about them? Anything that can give you an idea about how they might behave? I think they're kind of rulesy. Like, my girlfriend and I are both in school right now. That's how we met. And they, like, don't let her live on campus because they're worried about drugs and stuff, and sometimes she has to cancel plans because she went over to their house and to pick something up and they want her to stay for dinner or something. They sound strict. And you're sure they know about you? Oh, yeah. I asked her about that a while ago because I was getting worried, you know? We've been dating for, like, 
a whole semester and hadn't talked at all about meeting her family, even though they're on planet. My folks are on the Andreo star space. We've at least called them. Hmm, that is a puzzle. You're meeting them now, though, so let's make sure you're prepared. Rulesy parents call for perfect manners, and we've got just the right person to help. Indeed. Greetings, Mix Iskars. How are you this evening? Uh, a little stressed, to be honest. A little stressed. <laughs> Understandable. Meeting your significant other's parents is an important milestone in a relationship. I am pleased to hear that your girlfriend has already met your parents. I assume that meeting went well? Yeah, it was actually great. They got along way better than I thought they would. Excellent. Now, if it would not be too prying, you say your girlfriend's family lives planetside. Am I correct in assuming that they are natives of Hypno-674B? Yeah, they are. Ah, I must say, your girlfriend is quite the achiever. Hypnians are notoriously dismissive of higher education, and those who do go to university usually do so later in life as entertainment in their retirement. They like to laugh at the professors. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that there were protests when the school's stationed on Hypnos, but it's central to the rest of the sector and in a habitable zone for most species, so it worked. Some real estate developer got paid a lot of money for that sale. And then I think he got beheaded or something. There's a plaque in the campus center. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, your girlfriend is doing something extraordinary. As you are also a student, you are likely at a disadvantage in her family's eyes. Do not mention your studies unless directly asked, and do not provide more information than necessary. Scholars are viewed as presumptuous by many Hypnians. When asked about your interests, highlight non-academic pursuits. Do you have a hobby, Mix Isgars? Uh, yeah. I, I, I really like video games oh. and... Um, I collect... Gardening? Better. Versus, I want to make it clear that you shouldn't hide or lie about any part of yourself just to please your girlfriend's parents. Your interests are a part of why she likes you. You don't want to change that. Correct. But showing your most agreeable side in a given situation is often essential for positive social interactions. So, be myself, but like... The good parts? Yes. No. All of you is good, Fursus, and her parents will see that. Thanks, I guess. Anything else? Mind your table manners. Keep all appendages off of the tabletop. Do not eat until all others are served. Help your girlfriend clean up afterwards, but do not ask that her parents do the same. Ask as many questions of them as they do of you, but do not pry into politics, religion, or finances. Or sex. I assumed that was obvious, but yes, or sex. And if they ask about sex, evade like a wraith rat in an asteroid shower. <laughs> Alright, I'll try to remember that. Keep us posted, Kit, and good luck. I believe in you. Thanks! Sounds like a sweet kid. I hope the dinner goes well. Yes! Miss Vega, if I may ask, are all of your callers so agreeable? Stars, no. You got lucky there, and a lot of our questions are far more graphic. Goodness. 
but that's not your skill set, so don't worry about it. If you're just tuning in, today we're talking about etiquette with Cheery O. Punctilio. Greetings, listeners. Cheery, we've talked a bit about how you got your start in the etiquette business. I assume you started writing and publishing books at a young age? Yes. My first book was a manual of manners for schoolchildren on my planet. With the success of that book, I was able to begin traveling and writing for a wider audience. That's excellent. If I may ask, Miss Vega, how did you get your start as a radio advice columnist? Oh, that's a long story. I'll say this, it's not exactly where I expected to end up. But you are happy? Very. That is good to hear. All right, let's take it back to the callers. Line three, you're live. Uh, hey, good to hear. So, I've got a question for the, for you two lovelies. Excellent, bring it on. I'm looking for a job, right? And I'm having a real hard time getting past the interview stage. Folks seem to really like my resume, but when I get into the office, bam, nothing. What do I got to do to up my interview game? Well... We typically focus on relationship advice, but I do believe our guest expert today might just be the right person to take this on. What do you think, Cheery? Yes, I would be happy to help. Great. Gotta admit, first-time listener, first-time caller, seem like really smart folks. So, I figured why not? Well... Thank you very much. Do you mind giving us your name? It doesn't have to be your real name if you'd like to remain anonymous, but a name helps make our conversation just a bit more personal. You can call me Charlie. Nice to meet you, Charlie, and thanks for calling in. Now, Cheery, any advice for our friend here? Mr. Charlie, how would you describe your attitude walking into these interviews? Well, floating, really. My apologies. Nah, it's fine. So, when I go to an interview, I'm trying to be confident without coming off as cocky. I know I got the skills for the job, so I'm just trying to be my best while talking to the boss. Excellent. That is exactly what I advise in my book, How to Get Any Job in the Verse in 438 Simple Steps. Oh, that's a lot of steps. There are a lot of jobs in the verse, Mr. Charlie. All right. You're confident about the interview. You're on the right track. What next? Well, nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Nothing. Eye contact with your potential employer? Don't have eyes. Apologies. A polite nod, perhaps? No head. A wave? Smile? Motion of limbs? Other gesture of recognition? <laughs> nope. Charlie, can I ask... Can your potential employer see you? <clears throat> no, they cannot. So how do you let them know you've entered the room? Ow. Do you speak to the person conducting the interview at all? Well, I can't telepathically communicate with somebody unless they acknowledge me first. And my ma says it's rude to impose. Is this how you are speaking to us? Telepathy? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it because of the call lines and everything. I've heard it's a different sensation than talking to a person. Less intrusive. Well, there's your solution. What? 
Just add a note to your resume requesting an interview over the phone. That is considered unconventional by many employers. Perhaps, but any employer worth working for will be happy to accommodate the request. They'll be able to chat with you without the intrusive feeling of telepathy, and will have to acknowledge you while making or receiving the call just like we did here in our studio. Hey, yeah. Miss Vega is quite right, and there is no reason why you cannot attend an in-person interview if needed, with the addition of a telephone device for communication. Doing so could demonstrate your commitment to the job in question. Well, thanks very much, ladies. I'll be sure to do all of that the next time I see a job opening. Say, that studio of yours wouldn't be hiring. Not at the moment, Charlie, but you know what? Drop us a line at Station 262.0 Starlight Broadcast Headquarters and we'll keep you in mind if something comes up. What's your area of expertise? Well, I majored in creative writing, so... Oh, um... Goodness gracious, um, well... Oh, look at that time. We've got to keep the show moving, but Charlie, best of luck with your job hunt. Oh, our producers just let us know that Fursus is back online, too. Apparently they're calling from the dinner party. Let's check in. Hello again, Mix Isgars. How goes meeting the parents? Uh, honestly, pretty bad is how it goes. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Fursus. What's wrong? Well, I've been, I've been trying everything you two said. All the manners and being myself and stuff. And they're still, like, not talking to me. I've, I've tried asking questions. I've tried compliments. My girlfriend and I are so desperate that we've started a whole conversation about sets of cloth napkins. And her parents won't say a word. Perhaps. They're really nice napkins. Yes, yes, I believe you. Deep breath, Skid. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm just... Understandably so. You're doing your best. But, oh, I'm sorry, Cherry, do you have something to say? Oh, I do not mean to disrupt. I simply... It is just... Hmm. Spit it out, please, Cherry. I am trying to phrase this politely. But, in essence, my question is... Are you doing your best, Mix Isgars? I... what? Are you sure you have followed expected social norms? Have you adequately highlighted the aspects of yourself that will be seen as admirable and hidden those that will be... disagreeable? Have you done anything that may have offended these parents unwittingly or not? Cheery. Have you... Enough. I don't... I don't know. I think so. I, I don't know what else I could have done. That is impossible. If you had truly heeded our advice, there is no way you would be in the midst of such a disagreeable interaction. Uh, oh. Cheery, sometimes things just don't work out. Some people will never like you, no matter how perfectly you act in front of them. It's okay to... No. No, that is not how it goes. You are polite and people treat you politely in kind. You are perfect and then people like you and they are nice to you. If you cannot do this, then they will not like you and that is your failing. You cannot be failing. I will not. 
Alexis, we're gonna have to cut to commercial now. You've got this, kid. I believe in you. I, uh... Commercial! Now! In these uncertain times, we need a strong leader. A leader who won't let petty grievances like public safety stop him from doing what's right. A leader who won't compromise. A leader who will never lose focus of what matters most, the bottom line. These times are uncertain, and we need someone to lead us through them. Why are the times uncertain? Dax Hawthorne doesn't know. He's too busy protecting the rights of his fellow citizens. Citizens just like you, and all of the other billionaires out there. Dax Hawthorne is on your side. Vote Dax Hawthorne for Emperor of Cygnus System. He's going to win anyways, so why not? I'm Dax Hawthorne and I approve this message. You're sure you're all good? Okay, just... Oh, Shmazi and Wobats, we're back on air. If you're just tuning in, we're Cleo Vega and Cheerio Punctilio here on Starlight 262's Weekly Sex and Relationship Advice Hour. Say something. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about it. Or perhaps not. No, Cheery, you're clearly upset. Let's talk. It would be improper. Oh, screw that. This is a show about feelings, after all. And it's not healthy for you to keep all your emotions bottled up. That's how you get, you know... An unscheduled commercial break? Exactly. Now, talk to me. <sighs> Speaking of emotions is a bit taboo in my society. Even with my extended absences from my homeworld, the skill is still foreign to me. You understand? Of course. I was taught to judge others by how exactingly they follow the rules decided on and enforced by custom. I was taught that I would also be judged that way, that my actions and words, however helpful or well-intentioned, would be worthless if they were deemed impolite. And so you taught yourself how to be polite in all contexts, all planets, and all societies you could. Exactly. And largely, it has worked. I am well-traveled, highly praised, and award-winning. I know how to seem perfectly collected in almost all environments and only show the aspects of myself that will be received positively. Do you have many friends, Cheery? I do not. Do you have anyone, anywhere, who you can drop that facade with? When do you get to be you and not just the etiquette expert? I do not. Never. Well, Cherry, now you have me. You don't have to put up any fronts. I'm here for you, even with your imperfections. Oh, that, that is a great kindness, Miss Vega. Cleo. Miss Cleo? <laughs> we'll work on it. Oh, incoming call. Let's see who it is. You're live on Starlight 262. Hey, it's me again. 
Versus, good to hear your voice. Mix Isgard, I would like to apologize for my words before. I was unkind. Don't worry about it. I mean, the stuff you said did totally suck, but it's okay because I went back in there and I looked at my girlfriend's parents and I set my hoof down and I said to them, I said, listen here, I know that I, you might not like me or even approve of me, but I love your daughter and I know you love her too. And then I said, talk to me or don't, but I'm not going anywhere and I would really, really like to be friends. That's fantastic, Fursus. And then? They left. What? Yeah, they just sort of got up and slid out the door. I'm sorry, kid. I am sorry as well. No. You know what? You don't have to be sorry. I feel great. I said what needed to be said, and it was so much nicer than sitting there in silence. And my girlfriend said she's proud of me. I'm proud of you too, kid. Way to stand your ground. You have been very brave today, Fursus. Those parents may come to appreciate you in time. And until then, keep that faith in yourself. Will do. Thanks, Cleo. And thanks, Cherry. It was great to talk to you two. Have a good night. Goodbye, Mix Isgars. Well, I believe that's what we in the biz call a happy ending, wouldn't you say? I believe so. That's all for tonight, I think. Thank you to our guest, Cheery O. Punctilio, for being an excellent co-host. Thank you for having me on the show, Miss Cleo, and for being an excellent friend. And thanks to you for listening to Starlight 262. From our galaxy to yours, have a good night. Starlight 262 was created by Alana Hoskins and Aha Anderson. This episode was written, directed, and produced by Grace Morton, and featured Alana Hoskins as Cleo Vega, Grace Morton as Cheerio Punctilio and the Dax Hawthorne campaign ad, and Ben Morton as Versus Isgars, Charlie, and Dax Hawthorne. You fucking bet. Thank you, Ben. Special thanks to Dan Torday and the rest of the Writing for Radio and Podcasting class for all of their feedback and support.